If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Well, hello there, my fellow Yankee fans. And for the first time in just a little over a month, welcome back to Yapping Yankees. Episode 125, that is, of Yapping Yankees, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but those Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on January 23rd, 2022. Well, you see the episode title, and after a little over a month, you hear my voice again on this show for the first time, and so it is the return, the official return of Yapping Yankees. My friends, it's been a while. (laughs) So much has happened since the last time we spoke on episode 124. I think it was on December 12th, I think it was, Sunday the 12th, and it's the 23rd now, so yeah, just a little over a month. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I I really just, a lot's happened, and I'm not even really going to edit this part at all, you know, I don't really edit that much, but like, I'm not going to touch this part at all, I just want this to be totally raw. I seriously don't even know where to begin. Usually the best part to begin at is the beginning. So I guess I'll go back to there. (sighs) Because it's just time to catch up on everything. Basically going back to December 12th. If you remember that episode, you probably remember that I did not sound my best. I even said throughout that episode to just bear with me and be patient because I was under the weather. And I was. And if you haven't kept up with my social media profiles, not only do you not know everything that's gone on with me, but you also don't know why I was feeling like crap that day. (laughs) Because I even just made a public announcement about it actually pretty recently, because I just didn't feel the need to really make it public. And I really didn't even definitively say what it was in this public announcement, but the insinuation of, of it is clear because of what I was feeling. I said that I lost my taste, and it was driving me crazy, and I was over a month without it now. So I think that basically filled in the blanks for a lot of people. And I'm pretty sure you know what it is now if this is the first you're hearing from it. If you just listen to this show, and you don't follow me on social media, which you should, because I shout out my social medias at the beginning and end of every episode. <laughs> but So when I do it at the beginning of this and at the end of this episode, just go follow. It's much easier to keep up with everything that's going on with me and everything I talk about. But anyways... I did say that I lost my taste, and I did lose my smell, too, so that basically is obvious. Yes, I did have COVID. (laughs) My entire house had it. My mom, my brother, me, and even my girlfriend, Victoria, and you hear my girlfriend, Victoria, and my mom, their replies to every social media segment on every episode because they're just that amazing, and my biggest supporters, not to minimize all of you supporters out there, it's just, you know, they're my mom and my girlfriend, they're terrific, but anyways... 
Um, so yeah, we all had COVID. Again, including my girlfriend because she was staying here that weekend and that was when someone, won't say who, in the house tested positive. So she had to stay and then she ended up getting it with the rest of us. But I won't say who tested positive first. I just don't really see a need to give away all the details here. It's just not really anybody's business. <laughs> and honestly, it wasn't it wasn't bad for me at all. It's different for everybody, whether you're vaccinated or not. That's what I've seen for the most part. I mean, it's just, it's different for everybody. But fortunately, it wasn't, it wasn't really that bad for me at all, except that night that I actually did the show on the 12th, believe it or not, after I uploaded the show and everything, and after that, that day of working, <laughs> I went out to the family room in my house, where I record, of course, too. I record the show in my room, obviously. I went out to watch some television, and I laid down, and it turned out that for about a half an hour or an hour or so, my temperature actually spiked to like 103. So that knocked me on my ass for just about that half hour to an hour. Then it went back down. I did everything I could to take care of myself. We all did a very good job with taking care of ourselves with this whole thing. And other than that, really, it really wasn't much of anything. It's just that I had a lingering cough for a long time that really just totally subsided just mere days ago. And I tested positive on like the 8th or the 9th. So <laughs> that's a while ago. And usually whenever I get a cough, it lasts forever. But, you know, I just dealt with it. A cough isn't anything I haven't had a million times throughout my life. And the main really annoying thing is my loss of smell and taste, which still isn't even nearly at 100% right now. And there isn't even really any telling if and when it'll get to full capacity again, because, you know, some people lose their smell or taste for a couple of days, some for a week, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, few months, a year, and some not at all. <laughs> So there's really no no telling when this sort of a thing returns to its full capacity. And that's just one of many things from what I was talking about before when I said this thing is really just different for everybody. And losing or not losing your senses is just one of the many things. So who knows what's going to happen with that. But basically just the point of saying all this is to just confirm the fact that when I wasn't feeling well, yes, in the beginning of December, yes, I did have COVID, got over it fine, I'm all good. <laughs> It really wasn't bad for me, and it's just those annoying lingering symptoms afterwards, the cough, the loss of senses. But yes, we did have COVID, I had COVID, and we all got better, and we're all good. So that was the deal around that time, and yes, I still did an episode when I had it. Yes, <laughs> it was fine. I made it through it. And it also helps that I'm enough of a psychopath to still do a podcast episode while I am sick. <laughs> but that wasn't the end. And had this not happened to us, then you probably would have heard back from me again on the 19th or maybe even Christmas weekend, the 26th. I would have just gotten right back on the horse, you know. I wouldn't have taken this much time off. But again, if you follow me on socials, then you know what happened to keep me away for even longer. And to go from the 12th all the way to now to the 23rd of January, the next month, without doing an episode. Because I'm doing this for nearly three years now. May or June, I'll be doing this for three years. It's almost February, so it's coming up. And in all that time, in all those years, I think I've maybe taken four weekends off. Five at the absolute most. At the absolute most. But really, that that's it. Like, I never take off. So, believe me, it's been strange being away for over a month like I have, but it was for good reason. And again, if you follow me on socials, you know what it was because I posted all about it a while after we 
received the news, and I did all of the comprehending of it that I could, even though I still don't even really comprehend it now because of how massive it is. But when we were starting to get on the mend from being sick, it's like the middle of December now, my grandmother passed away. And um, I'm, I'm not going to go too depth in depth on this because if I do, I'll start to cry. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we lost her on December 16th. About three weeks shy of her 87th birthday, so she, she did good, especially considering all the health problems she had. And so considering that, I'm definitely also relieved that she is finally at peace. And I've gone through grief, gone through loss in my life, definitely have, we all do. I've definitely felt it a lot. And not that it's competition, like I love her more than the other family members that are now deceased too for me, and, and you know, they've been gone for as many years as they have been, but it's just a different ball game when it comes to my grandmother, my mom's mother. My nani, as I used to call her. Um, nobody, except for my own parents and my brother, nobody else had the presence in my life. And quite frankly, just the meaning and importance in my life that she did. I mean, I was, you know, I've always had a great relationship with both of my parents, fortunately, and, and I was able to know and be very close to all four of my grandparents, which I'm also blessed for. Not everybody has that, but that also makes it hard in its own right, being able to make memories with people. And then when you lose them, it's an, it's an entirely different pain than when you just don't get to know the person at all. Because when you actually get to make memories with people, it makes it tougher when you lose them. You know, whenever you talk about a family member that you never met before, you're like, oh, you know, they passed away before I was born. And that's really the extent that it goes. There's no real sadness, there's no tears, there's no memories to reflect upon. And that's really where it ends. But when you get to spend a lot of years with somebody that means as much to you as my grandmother did to me, and still does, of course, it's an entire different pain. <laughs> it's entirely different. Some might even say worse in some ways. So, we lost her on the 16th, and I was just, I was in no headspace to do this show. No headspace at all. I, I, I couldn't do it. I've been through a lot of bad times in my life, a lot of, you know, and I've also had a lot of good times, but, but the bad times have been bad, rough times. But the month of December was... To put it mildly, it felt like an inescapable hell. It was terrible. Between, you know, having to deal with this damn virus, so freaking annoying, and then having, and then losing my grandmother, I, it's, it was just too much. I announced when, the, that I, I decided the show was going to go on hiatus, I announced that, and I just didn't even know when the hiatus was going to end. But a couple of weeks ago, or about a week and a half ago maybe, I was like, you know what, I think it's time to get back in. And I've had a lot of my own 
anxiety about getting back in front of this microphone, not because I don't think I could do it or anything, but it's, it has been a while, and I didn't know how I was going to feel today. After being away for so long and still going through what I'm going through, I'm still nowhere near over it all. I'm not sure I quite ever will be totally, nor should I be, because it's that big of a loss, and December was what it was. But I'm going to do my best. You know I'm going to do my damnness to give you the best show possible, and I know that I will, but I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not quite myself these days. <laughs> I'd be lying to you straight through my teeth if I acted like I was. We all go through experiences in life where we're just not the same as we were before those experiences, and that's that's part of life, you know. We go through things, and we we change with them. We adapt, you know. So, yeah, I, I miss my grandmother a great deal. I, I miss her a lot, and I'm real messed up over it. I really am. And I know this is kind of like a therapy session, not really talking about the Yankees, but I, you know, I'll be done in a second, I promise. <laughs> but just nobody had the presence, you know, outside of my own parents and my brother, as I said. Because I spent so much of my childhood with them, too. Like, you know, you're always hanging out with them. My grandfather, too, who passed away 10 years ago, her husband. Um, and also my other grandparents, you know, my dad's side. Even though my grandfather there has passed away, too. I have one more grandparent left, one more, and that's my dad's mom. Thank God she's still around. But my nanny, this grandmother, it was, it was, it was just a different ballgame with her. She was like a second mother to me with the presence and importance and value that she had to me. And I'm just taking it day by day. Taking it day by day. That's the approach. And I know that when my mom is listening to this later, because she will be, <laughs> she's probably going to be crying listening to this part because we're all very emotional these days. But we're just, we're doing the best we can. That's all I can say, really. Of all the losses in my life, this is the hardest one. And I'm just taking it day by day. So that's what's been going on with me pretty much between that and what was going on with that and, you know, just getting better and then losing my grandmother and taking some time away. You know, just outside of how little I take off, but especially because of what we've been through lately, I just I just had to get away for a while. I'd had to take a breather. I, I couldn't do this. I wasn't in any headspace whatsoever to do this show. And I hope, you know, those who stick around understand. I certainly do. And I hope you'll still come along on the ride with me. Because I know it has been a while. And when somebody doesn't put, put out content for like over a month, some people may be compelled to leave. Be like, oh, you know, whatever. I guess he's done. Screw him. <laughs> but I hope that doesn't happen with you guys. I hope you stick around. Because I'm going to be back regularly now, you know. Let me take a week off here and there whenever I absolutely need to. If something comes up, you know, like usual, like it just did this last month. But God willing, I'll, I'll be here again, just like before. And I'll do my best to give you as good a show as possible no matter what I'm going through. Like, like you know I do. And you probably think it's strange because I never really make anything like this public. I don't really talk about my personal life on here and not really even that much on social media at all, but it's just, it's different right now. It's just different. That's all I could tell you. So, and I feel like I should catch up on everything. It has been over a month. I've never even come remotely close to taking this much time off in that win much of a window of time. So, I feel like you guys should know what's going on and I wanted to catch you up on everything. So, here we are on January 23rd <laughs> and 
Christmas passed, New Year's passed, my birthday passed, so I'm now 25 years old as of January 3rd. Little fun fact. And uh, I'm just taking it day by day. I'm doing the best I can. But one thing I do want to say, just one more thing before we move on and get on with the show here, is that everybody who does follow me on social media and has known what's going on and saw me post about my grandmother after we got the news and I was ready to tell the public about it after a while, I do want to just, from the bottom of my heart, thank each and every single person, whether it be in my personal life, social media, whatever it is, however you reached out, just thank you so much for your love and support this last month or so, because it has meant... There are no words I could say on this show right now to express what that means to me. What that meant to me and what it still does mean to me. I received so much of it. And it almost makes me emotional just saying that too, because I know how many of you reached out and you were just so good to me. And I really appreciate that. I really do. I'm lucky to know a lot of the people that I do. I'm really lucky to know a lot of you that I do. Whether it be just listeners of the show, strict listeners and just sticking with me or we have a close personal friendship or you know me well over social media, you're a follower of mine, I, I don't care. However it is, however you reached out, just I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you. In times like this, you really find out who cares and who doesn't. And it really meant a lot to me. And God knows I need it. Needed it and still need it. Because the difficult times are not over yet. But (sighs) yeah, that's that. That's what's been up. (laughs) But regardless, now that the hiatus is over, one thing I I should say is that, you know, if there ever is a time for a hiatus (laughs) to take one like I have for the last month or so, I mean, it's now. (laughs) It's been right now. I mean, when less than nothing really has happened in baseball, right? It's crazy. I mean, yeah, the Yankees, they signed some more minor leaguers for depth. And they did nearly complete their coaching staff with the addition of a couple more names. And they actually did have it completed. But the assistant hitting coach, Eric Chavez, who you might remember for about a little while, for a year or two, was a Yankee. He backed out of it because he got a better job from the Mets, and a lot of people were in an uproar about that for some reason. I don't know why they were in an uproar. I mean, he got a better job offer. (laughs) What do you expect the guy to do? So, nearly completed the coaching staff because of all that. And the coaching staff as a whole right now, and some of these names were already hired before my hiatus, you know, well over a month ago. And some are people that are already there, so you'll recognize them. But obviously the manager's Aaron Boone. The bullpen coach is still Mike Harkey. The assistant hitting coach, they it was both Chavez and Casey Dykes. Now it's just Casey Dykes for now. The bench coach is still Carlos Mendoza. The assistant pitching coach is Desi Driscoll. And the third base and outfield coach is Luis Rojas. We already knew that. Pitching coach is still Matt Blake. Hitting coach is still Dylan Lawson. He was one of the ones hired as well. And the first base and infield coach is Travis Chapman. So it's basically all filled in except for the Eric Chavez thing. (laughs) So that's nearly completely done with. That's how that went. So they nearly completed that. 
The Yankees also hired the first female manager in minor league baseball history, Rachel Balkovic, to manage the low-A Tampa Tarpons. She was hired as the first female coach, a hitting coach, so you may remember her as that. She was the first with that. And now she's the first female manager in the minors, so that's awesome. Congratulations to her. And I'll just give my brief two cents on this. I mean, most of you know how I feel when it comes to a hiring of either a man or a woman. (laughs) And that's that if they're good at their job, like anybody else in the world in their respective careers, then good for them. (laughs) They're deserving of the promotion. So good for her. And I hope she does well and continues to move up the ranks, if deservedly so. I hear good things about her, so I'm happy for her. So that's how I feel about the whole thing. I know a lot of people make a big thing, you know, oh my god, it's a woman, first female manager, you know, whatever they say about it, they make a big deal about it, they insult women, or, you know, there's just fighting going on on both sides. That's just how I see it. It's another person to me. And if they're deserving of the promotion, and they're deserving to be promoted to manager, then good. (laughs) And I'd say the same thing about a guy. I don't care. That sort of a thing, that's just how it is to me. I I don't let that stuff get to me. If they deserve it, then great. I don't care whether you're a man or a woman. If you're good at your job, then you deserve to have it and you deserve to be continuously promoted. And it really sucks that she had to change her name just to get job interviews because she's a woman. I heard reports saying that she had to do that. And she shouldn't have to. No one should. You shouldn't have to change your name for a freaking interview. Regardless of their sex or gender, it should be about qualification, ability, knowledge. Are they the best candidate? And when the time comes, are they deserving of the promotion based on their job performance? That's what it should be about. So good for Rachel Balkovic if she deserves it. And I hear good things about her, so good for her. That's basically all I have to say about that. Uh, They signed the number one international prospect. (laughs) That's another thing. They did sign the number one international prospect, Roderick Arias, three and a half million dollars. And for those wondering, yes, you are also allowed to do that in the midst of a lockout since he'll start in the minors and he's just 17 years old as of yet. He's obviously not just going to jump straight to the major leagues. And minor league signings have taken place during the lockout, as we've seen here and there for the Yankees and others because they're not a part of the main players union. So this can be done as well, the international signings. But nonetheless, I mean, you like to hear them signing a number one anything, right? (laughs) He's an infielder, shortstop to be specific. He's got plenty of time to learn any other infield positions during his development if he needs to because he's still very young as of yet and he's going to be in the minor leagues. I've also heard some Wander Franco comparisons here and there. Guy in the Rays, for those of you who don't know. The young stud international was an international prospect and now he's up with the Rays. And I've even heard that he could rank as high as top 10 on the Yankees prospect list to start. It's not too shabby at all. (laughs) Not at all. And like I've also made more than clear many a time, especially with the whole shortstop thing that we've spoken about many times, especially in light of all that, just want to repeat it, I've made it clear many a time, no prospect is a guarantee to succeed in the bigs. Or in some cases, even be called up. But, you know, he is a switch hitter, and definitely an impact player to play it as of now. 
He's said to be a five-tool player. He's said to be a solid defender at shortstop with a cannon of an arm. Again, only 17 years old and the top international prospect. So I do hope that after developing some more in the minor leagues that he can play a significant role in the bigs. I mean, if he's that good, why wouldn't you want him to? So that's cool that they signed Roger Arias. And of course, other things happen in general. Turns out that they're going to test out the long-awaited robot umpiring system as soon as this year in AAA. That was just announced a few days ago. And they're testing that in AAA, the highest minor league level. So we'll see how the long-awaited robo-umpiring system that we've spoken countless times about, how that turns out in AAA at least to start. Obviously, this requires lots of experimentation and testing because you're solely relying on technology. It could always fail. You can't just put that right into the major leagues, so... But that'll be tested out. And one other thing in particular that I just... I have an extreme urge to hit on quickly here, and it's kind of linked to just my overall anger at the sport, and especially Rob Manfred overall. So, and this is a really good opportunity to just link that anger. So, (laughs) I just wanted to mention this really quick, but this also happened during my hiatus, but Ken Rosenthal... I'm sure all of you have heard about this, but Ken Rosenthal, a top baseball reporter, analyst, and writer in the entire country, was let go by MLB Network simply over a critical opinion, and a valid one at that, about the worst commissioner the world has ever seen, our commissioner, that we're so fortunate to have, Rob Manfred. Which not only is a remarkably stupid decision by MLB Network, short-sighted even, as Ken Singleton said on his Twitter account. And he is right, but not only is it just a remarkably stupid decision in itself by MLB Network, not just because guys like Rosenthal and Jeff Passan too, for instance, have basically been at the epicenter of baseball reporting for years, a couple of baseball's most recognizable names in the field of reporting, analysis, and writing, I mean, I was under the impression that that was a reporter's or writer's job to give news, facts, or even their thoughts whenever necessary or warranted. Especially valid thoughts like this against a commissioner who so clearly, it's evident to everybody. Usually you see people defending one side and defending the other. I mean, it is one of the only things that seems to have united all of humanity but especially valid thoughts against a commissioner who so clearly to every single human being hates their sport like Rob Manfred does. And here, they were valid criticisms towards him and the billionaire owners for their approach, or lack thereof, to bring baseball back all the way back in 2020 during the pandemic. And instead of doing what's right and standing by their guy... Evidently, MLB Network is run by a bunch of cowards. And they think it's smart to let go of a top name in the entire industry in Ken Rosenthal. MLB Network letting go of quite possibly the biggest name in his industry. Because God forbid he upset the big boys with the big money along with their precious commissioner. I just, <laughs> I just don't know about this world anymore, man. I, I really don't. I mean, that's the way the world works. 
It's the way the world has worked for a while now. You can't even give an opinion, criticism, valid ones at that. Again, they were valid without a punishment of some sort from the people with the money. And Ken still has his Fox job. I mean, Rosenthal still has jobs. He has his Fox job, and he still has a job at The Athletic where he does his writing. So he's fine. And any other job he wants, I mean, he'll be scooped up in an instant. It's Ken freaking Rosenthal. That's not the problem. The problem is, what are we doing? Letting guys go? Even guys as massive as him? For giving an opinion? For giving fair and correct criticism? This is the world we live in, guys. I mean, this is it. And we can say remove Manfred or fire Manfred all we want. The fact of the matter is, only the owners can do that. We've spoken about this before. And as long as Manfred makes them money, I hate to tell you, he's not going anywhere. All of our pleas to see this dope removed will continue to fall on deaf ears. Which is fitting because they are already about as tone deaf as humanly possible to begin with. So why change course now, right? This is our beloved sport. This is our beloved baseball. Run by these amazing owners who care so much about the sport, he said with the utmost of sarcasm. And I'm sorry, I didn't really anticipate on going on that tirade, but it, it just flowed right out. Like I said, it was a way to link my anger to the owners and Manfred. I don't know what to tell you, okay? <laughs> it's been an emotional time for me. <sighs> but, yeah, that happened. But other than that, since the lockout's been going on, I mean, little to nothing at all overall has happened with the Yanks outside of the coaching hires, some depth minor league signings, and Roger Arias. Because nothing else can happen. And little to nothing on how these negotiations, by the way, we have heard little to nothing at all on how these negotiations are going between the league and the Players Association. If they're even really going at all. It sounds like with the exception of like one meeting to this point, now being over 50 days into this lockout, one meeting that they're really not going With pitchers and catchers supposed to report in, give or take, three weeks already? Yeah, we're that close. And spring training games beginning about two weeks later, as usual, on February 26th, which looks to be highly unlikely now. But yeah, because of the lack of negotiation, still not much else has been able to happen at all. Oh, and I don't want to forget, also, in the minor league signings and the shuffling, like I said before, the Yankees did a bunch of that, as did a lot of other teams during this time that they can do that, but the Yankees did also lose guys like Trey Ambergie and Isaiah Gilliam to the Reds, Kyle Holder to the Rockies, he's been moved around a lot, and Thomas Malone to the Padres, but some of the names they also got were Ender Inciarte, 31 years old, he's majorly a defensive outfielder, really fast Played 52 games with the Braves last year before getting DFA'd and released. They also re-signed infield prospect Wilkerman Garcia and signed right-handed pitcher Jimmy Cordero, both of them to minor league deals, of course. He's been with the White Sox, the Phillies, and the Blue Jays, and these and other minor league signings all happened a month plus ago. I just wanted to mention that really quick, but 
Nothing else really has happened. Because, again, things like that can happen during this time. As I said towards the very beginning, if ever there was a time to go on a hiatus like I did, because of everything that was going on in my life, and like I said, quite frankly, still is, but if ever there is a time, it was and still is this window of time. From the lockout start, all the way to now. And however much longer this crap goes on for. And, again, we're over 50 days into this thing. I think it's day 53 today, to be exact. 53? Yeah, it is 53. Cause Yeah, it was just recently 50. Just on Thursday, I believe so. Yeah, it's 53. So, I know this has been a loaded intro, guys. Really long intro. Longest one ever, I think. I know. (laughs) But again, for someone like myself, who in nearly three years of this show, has only taken like four, maybe five Sundays off throughout that entire near three years, but now just finished a hiatus of about a month, a month plus, (laughs) because of everything that's going on with me, I just thought it only made sense to catch you up and hit on why I've been gone that long especially for those who don't follow me on social media and didn't see my updates here and there. And also just briefly hit on the couple of things that did happen while I went dark there for a while, even though it wasn't much in the major leagues because nothing can really happen. But despite everything, guys, and me feeling anxious to do this, it does feel good to get back in front of the mic and do the show. All I can say once more is that it was needed time away. But I do feel the excitement, again, being back, doing the show for you. And God knows I could use any excitement that I can get my hands on right now. So, outside of those brief mentions that I told you about of the few things, very few things that have happened in my time away, there really isn't much else in Yankees news, to be honest with you. Nothing else has really happened. Those coaching hires, Rachel Balkovic, you had Roger Garius signing, The minor league depth signings and even those losses, all of those took place like about a month plus ago around the time that I did go on hiatus. So other than that, there's there's nothing else to really talk about, to be honest with you. Not much has happened at all. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a nice, fun, easy time cruising to the end of the show now and just do the social media segment. Just have some nice casual discussion for the next 15, 20 minutes of the show. And then that'll be it for the week. And then we'll be back next week on the 30th, back to the regular routine. And if we're lucky, and this definitely isn't going to happen in just this next week, but if we're lucky, maybe something else will have happened by next week and we'll have more to talk about news and more to look forward to when things can actually happen. (laughs) Oh my god. I can't stand this lockout, dude. And I know you're all tired of it too. I I know, because I've seen it on social media. You're all the same as me. You've had enough. You want things to be able to happen again. You want to feel excitement for baseball again. Guys, I am in the same boat as you. <laughs> so I hate to unleash this social media question on you, but it kind of seems like the only one to really talk about at the moment. I did plan on doing, before the hiatus at least, I did plan on doing or hitting on through the social media segment the last real on-field topic that I didn't get to hit on before my entire life hit the fan, but... I did want to talk about, if you remember, what you guys thought the Yankees should do pitching-wise, starting pitching-wise. I mean, we spoke about Carlos Rodon, and we did speak about 
maybe a couple of other options that are available out there, but that's there really aren't many because a lot of the pitchers signed before the lockout. And there are other options. You know, you get Sean Manaya in a trade with the A's maybe at the same time if they get Olsen or maybe separately. I don't know. You obviously just do the whole thing together probably if you still intended to get Olsen, which they still should have intentions of doing, obviously. But there are other options, what I'm saying, other than just Rodon, but there really aren't many, so I might still hit on it in a weekend in the future, but I don't know, I just, I don't really feel a need to hit on it anymore. It's really far removed from when I originally wanted to do it, and we basically hit on everything else individually. All the major positions of need that the Yankees have this offseason that they can't even really act on right now because they're in a lockout, so isn't that just great? So, since the lockout is mainly the only thing to discuss at this point, and trust me, as usual, I have plenty of talking points prepared for as many weekends as I have to have them as long as this lockout goes, but since this is my first weekend back, I just figured since the lockout's still been going on throughout the entire time I've been away, I figured I'd gauge your thoughts on what you're thinking about it. When it could end, when do you think it'll end? Because right now, as we know, there seems to be less than no urgency here. Because since the lockout started, almost two full freaking months ago already, there's been one meeting. One. (laughs) And the second one, they just reported, like yesterday or the day before that, is happening tomorrow. Can you imagine that? They've been away for almost two months. And tomorrow's only their second meeting. Second! The first one, the owners put out like a, a proposal like a week and a half ago. It took like a month and a half for them to even have one meeting. And now the Players Association is going to be countering tomorrow. Two meetings. <laughs> I mean, I know the urgency probably isn't there because they're still not at real risk of losing out on any actual regular season games. And there's no real risk as of now of losing money because we, we know money's what it's all about, right? Money's what it's all about. So they, there really won't be true urgency until there's any real risk of loss in that department, obviously. Or the risk of losing any legitimate games, which then would, of course, result in losing some money, I assume. So, but right now, it's just aggravating being a fan because we're the only ones that, that are punished as a result of all this. Always. But especially now, just waiting for this to happen. Waiting for these sides to just figure it the hell out. Wait for the greed to finally take a back seat. Waiting for the owners the ones who put this lockout into effect to begin with, to finally, maybe, oh, I don't know, give a single damn about anyone or anything else other than themselves or their own self-gain. But I know better than to actually think that that could happen, because expecting that to happen is like expecting the Yankees to win even so much as a pennant these days. And I'm sorry for the self-roasting of the Yankees, but I'm angry right now, and that's the best comparison I could come up with off the top of my head right now, okay? (laughs) But it's just trying to drive the point home, that I know none of that's gonna happen, but you're still left there wondering as a fan, the only one being punished by this long lockout, and even worse so if it actually affects any games, just sitting there wondering, where the hell is the urgency here? So unfortunately... This long-ass hiatus, this long-ass lockout is really the only thing to talk about, at least for me, coming off of this hiatus that I just got off of taking. Because we're at a point now where Major League Baseball fans like myself are just starting to lose their minds over this damn thing. 
We just want our sport back, and we want to see things be able to happen in our sport. Signings be able to happen. Be assured that spring training will be at least a little bit played, and that real actual regular season games will not be affected. And considering they're only about to have their second meeting whilst the month of February is a week away, and this crap has been going on since December 1st, it's got people a little bit on edge and going a little crazy. <laughs> Therefore, I think that this is a really appropriate thing to talk about right now. So quite simply put, my social media question this week for you is when do you think this lockout that's nearly two months old already and only sees the second meeting between the two sides about to take place tomorrow with the first one having already been just a week and a half ago, when do you think this lockout will end? What's your prediction? What do you think? Now, if you recall what I thought about this prior to my hiatus, like a month and a half ago nearly probably, like on December 5th, or maybe even the last episode I did on the 12th, I might have said this too, but I predicted like maybe late January, because I predicted that after the holidays were over, that hey, maybe they'll choose to get together at that point, you know, let let December pass by, a full month will go by, the holidays will pass, everybody will be done, and they'll sit down and get down to business. But they didn't, because they're only on a pace to meet like once every week or two at this point in time, and they're only about to have their second meeting with February on the horizon. So late January, which is my original prediction, definitely is not happening now, because here we are towards the end of January, and we're only about to have the second meeting between the two sides. And it took a month and a half for them to even meet once, a week and a half ago. And yes, even through everything that's been going on, I've been keeping up with this and the lack of action, and believe me, I've been frustrated over it nonetheless, like the rest of you have, as we all deserve to be. So now I guess I'll say... late February? <laughs> and they'll put spring training off a couple of weeks, maybe play a couple of weeks of that, and then hopefully start the season on time? I'm really betting on the hope that these people are not dumb enough to carry this out so long that it'll actually affect the regular season. I'm really putting a lot of hope on that, because I hope they're not that stupid. I mean, they've proven a lot of times throughout this, and even through their petty fighting during the time of the pandemic, when they were trying to figure out how to bring back a season in 2020. Just how dumb and selfish they are a ton of the time. But I'm really betting, I'm really just hoping that it's just a little different to this, this time to the point where they actually wouldn't even dare to affect regular season games and, God forbid, their profit. As you can so obviously tell, I just love these owners. And again, for those people out there who are just not bright enough to spot sarcasm, please know that that is sarcasm. So yeah, with me hoping and praying for that, I guess I'll say, like, mid-February. Late February at the most. That's the hope, because much later than that, and you're probably going to see the regular season affected at some capacity, which would be horrible. Absolutely terrible for a sport that could already afford to expand their audience more. So with that being said, let's get to your thoughts and opinions, my friends. I'll read a bunch on Twitter. I'll read a couple on Instagram, and then we'll put a ball on the show for now and pick up again next week. So, let's hear what your predictions are for the end of this lockout. And of course, because we have no idea what's going on yet, and maybe we'll get a clear picture after the second meeting tomorrow, or maybe we won't. But regardless, because there is no clear definitive answer to this yet, there is no right answer to this, so we're just predicting. 
That was my prediction. Let's hear yours. But before we do that really quick, of course, like I just said in the intro, I do this at the beginning and end of every show, as you know, quick social media shout out. Just be sure to follow me on social media if you do not already. Facebook at Mike Scudero NY, Twitter at Mike Scudero, and Instagram at Mike Scuds 97. And also, please be sure to subscribe to Yapping Yankees on all four of the platforms it's available on, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Leave a like below on YouTube if you're listening on there, leave a review on all the others, and just show Yapping Yankees the love that you guys usually always so greatly do. But without further ado, let's get to the social media replies, starting on Twitter. First up on here is... Rob, at Laker477, he says, Welcome back, Mike. You have been missed, my friend. Since losing games would be disastrous to both sides, I see the lockout ending by mid to late February. Well, first of all, Rob, thank you very much. And I see a lot of people saying this in the comments all throughout on both social media platforms. Like I said, the love and support I've received is just downright incredible. So thank you very much, Rob, and to everyone else who says this. But... Yeah, as far as losing games, yeah, it wouldn't be good for anybody, obviously. It would be very bad for the sport. And uh, mid to late February is just about where my prediction lies now. My adjusted prediction, which was originally, as we know, late January, and here we are. And they've only met once in all this time, with the second one just coming tomorrow. So yeah, I'm inclined to agree with that, Rob, and I I hope, I really hope that that's what happens, because much later than that, and you're going to see the regular season start to be in some real jeopardy. Next, we've got Rebecca at Peace Now for Life, again, in response to the question. If you had to guess, with only the second meeting between the two sides coming on Monday, when do you think this lockout will end? Rebecca says, I say it ends in the middle of February, then there will be a shorter spring training, but the season starts on time. Baseball has had a rough two past years, and I feel that they will want to minimize damage and start on time. Yeah, so similar thing to what Rob said and what I now believe, and I'm inclined to agree, Rebecca, and yeah, hasn't been easy since the pandemic for the sport. I mean, they've had to endure a lot, as all other sports have as well. It just hasn't been easy. Life these days is very challenging for everybody, so yeah, you'd have to imagine they want to minimize damage, but you know, greed is a powerful thing, so you got to take that into account as well, but... Up next is Derek at Deflex2123, and Derek says, not until mid to late February. All right, so basically the same thing. At Laura underscore Icemont also says middle to end of February, okay? A lot of people on the same page here, on the same page as me. At Savage Empire Pod says, it'll end in the middle of March. The owners can't risk missing any real games. The backlash might be too much this time. There's no home run chase to save them this time. Yeah, listen, if it's at the end of March, then, I mean, the regular season, which is set to start basically just right after that, is, like, basically in jeopardy. They'll have to push back the regular season start date because the first day of the regular season for 2022 is set for March 31st. So I would think, unfortunately, if it is to end in the middle of March, then that would push back the regular season and they would probably miss games unless... It wouldn't be really that much to the point where they could still squeeze in 162. If the total number of games in the regular season doesn't change either under the new CBA, of course, you got to account for that as well, because <laughs> even that idea was being thrown around a little bit. So, but okay, middle of March, that's another prediction. Next up after Savage Empire Pod, we've got at Char Binks, and they say, I say right at like March 1st. 
late enough to mess with pitchers' routines and my planned trip to spring training that I do every year, but just early enough to get a decent amount of spring training in before the season starts. Well, yeah, that's that's not entirely impossible. I definitely think March 1st or like the first week of March would be fine enough. And listen, for the sake of everybody still having their plans happen, I hope it doesn't interfere with your plans for spring training. That's really cool that you go every year. And I hope they don't interfere with your plans. But unfortunately, the owners don't really tend to care about us, so I'm sure they would not even think twice as to messing up your plans so long as it benefits them. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Just just enough to mess with the routines and, you know, shorten spring training, but just enough for the season to start, of course, so they don't really lose any profit. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh, okay, up next we have at Robert Perubsky, and he says, mid-February, they probably realized losing games would hurt everybody. Yeah, it would. <laughs> It really would. Nobody wins if regular season games are lost. Nobody wins. At Rebirth Chaos 09 says, I probably will say mid-February. Only reason is because losing games isn't ideal for everybody. Yeah, it seems to be the general consensus because it's true. <laughs> At Kenji Kofi says, May 1st. Holy crap, that'd be awful. <laughs> I hope not. That'd really be terrible. At Sports D two four seven three three seven seven two says last day of January. Well, that wouldn't be bad. It's only about a week away, but I, I doubt it gets solved that quickly. As amazing as that would be, but I unfortunately don't really see that happening. Up next is at Bronx Bang Bang, and they say after a sixty game two thousand twenty season, wherein a bunch of billionaires whined about revenue, said billionaires won't be willing to sacrifice a single game in two thousand twenty two. The Major League Baseball Players Association knows this, which makes me think a fairly player-friendly deal will be reached around when pitchers and catchers report. Alright, so you're saying around mid-February, like everybody else, because pitchers and catchers are set to report around the 14th, I think it is, which is, like I said, give or take about three weeks away. It's soon. It's coming, guys. So, alright, fair enough. And yeah, that could very well be the case, for sure, because, you know, all they do is whine about revenue, even the ones who didn't even really lose that much despite having no fans and all the other strenuating circumstances of the 2020 season. Next up is Spencer at Musician DMD, and Spencer says, The negotiations to set up the 2020 season served as a preview for the contentiousness of the negotiations and how long this lockout could be. What gives me despair is when Major League Baseball makes a proposal, the MLBPA returns with a counterproposal so far from the middle ground that it renders negotiations futile. Both sides likely feel worst-case scenario that they can afford to sacrifice some portion of the season, so I don't see anything resembling spring training until April and the Major League Baseball season beginning in mid-May. Oh, God. I hope not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... We've been talking about for years now. I mean, we could say years because it's 2022 now. 2020 is now a couple of years ago already, which is crazy to think about. Considering how crazy these last couple of years have been. But yeah, I mean, I've said it so many times on this show, more times than I care to count. And so have many of you that with how disastrous and petty, straight up petty throughout the whole public too. So publicly how the negotiations were during that horrible time in 2020. And we all mentioned all of us. Even me on this show, we were like, oh my God, what does that mean for the CBA negotiations from 2021 into 2022? <laughs> we were like, this is going to be a nightmare, <laughs> an absolute nightmare. And 
It has been so far. I mean, it hasn't been public because, well, I mean, not really much has gone on. Like I said before, the lockout's been going on since December 1st into December 2nd. It's almost two months ago. And they didn't meet at all, not even once, until a week and a half ago, give or take, for the first meeting. Didn't even really get anywhere. And then now the second meeting, just the second meeting in all that time, is happening tomorrow, where we'll hear about a Players Association counterproposal, like Spencer just said. That's what happens. The, the original proposal, and then weeks later, I mean, you'd think that these people would be trying to meet almost every day, trying to get something done as soon as possible, but no, there's no urgency whatsoever. So in a couple of weeks later, there'll be a counterproposal. They go back and forth like children, and it'll take much longer than it should, or even has to, really. And the owners, the ones in charge, don't do anything to help anything at all because all they care about is themselves and their own self-profit. And here we are. This is what happens all the time. The pettiness is unreal. And for our sake, Spencer, not because I don't like it, but just because I want baseball back, (laughs) I hope you're wrong. And I know that you also hope that you're wrong, but I hope you're wrong, my man. (sighs) Ah. I just hate talking about this. It stinks. (laughs) But, I mean, this is really the main thing going on right now. It's messed up, but this is it. I was foolish with my original prediction, thinking that they could get something done by the end of January. Here we are. I mean, maybe... Now I think it's more realistic, like I said before, and a lot of others have said that mid-February or late February is more realistic. But, I mean, I was foolish to think that they could get something done as soon as late January, which is even pretty late, because that's almost two months in like we are now, into the lockout. (laughs) At MD Nelly, my friend Mike. And Mike says, February 15th, right before pitchers and catchers. More importantly, right before they miss any spring training revenue. Yeah, some revenue come out of spring training for sure. And I do think we'll get at least some spring training. I mean, February 15th is right around that time they're supposed to report. I think they will have already reported some teams. I think 14th is the first day. Anywhere from the 12th to the 14th. I haven't looked in a, in a while because my life has just been crazy. But I'm pretty sure it's around that time. So, yeah, they report a bit later. I mean, of course, the rest of the free agents out there would have to be figured out. People still have to make their moves they want to make. Especially the Yankees because they thought it's smart to not make any major moves before the lockout. And here we are about to head into February and they still can't do anything because of the lockout. And that was their own decision. So, you know, what are you going to do? But... Yeah, for the 15th, I mean, we'll see. That's more or less around the time that I think. At Yankees Libero 7, they say, I'll stick with my prediction of the end of this month, even though at this point that seems pretty optimistic. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen at the end of January anymore either, dude. I had the same prediction as you. I originally predicted the end of January. But, yeah, around the end of January, that's obviously not it because we're heading towards the end of January. I doubt something gets figured out in tomorrow's meeting. And of course, because they seem to be pretty damn set on only meeting every week or two, really showing the lack of urgency, you know, then I, I doubt there'll even be another meeting this month, probably. Maybe one more before February comes in at the most after tomorrow's. I mean, who the hell knows? But we know how little urgency there is, little to none at all. So, yeah, that's really... Starting to look unlikely now. I I would start to head more towards mid to late February if I were you. At Noreen1836 says February 15th. All right. At RIPNYY2021 says June. God, please no. (laughs) At Yankees Rio says May. Again, God, please no. (laughs) 
at Esquaris141 says, season starts June 1st. God, please no. <laughs> Anything in June or later especially, please God no. That'd be terrible. At EK315 says, April 1st. That's even late. Yeah, people just don't have optimism. And listen, they, the owners mainly, they make people feel that way. But the way these negotiations go, this is just how people feel. I mean, there's no reason to have any sort of optimism until there's reason to be. <sighs> miserable. Miserable, miserable, miserable. All of it. At Zach Metz says, I would say by February 21st, because there's too much to lose on both sides if regular season is affected. 2020 was a terrible year for all Major League Sport owners. Yeah, because those, those negotiations were very public and very ugly. I mean, we went through all of them while they were going on on this show. I erupted like a volcano many times over it. <laughs> At Johnny B 455 77 678 The numbers, God, they make my head spin. They say two squares on the chessboard. Okay. <laughs> At iGolfDoYou says March 1st. I think we had another March 1st in there. That wouldn't be awful. You just push spring training back a bit, and then maybe at most the regular season starts a week or two late. Try to squeeze those in. I don't know. And again, this all also depends on what's even in the CBA. The games that they agree to, how the playoffs are aligned, the rules that are incorporated, the pay for the players. There's so many factors here. We've spoken all about it. At the May Show 29 says, The lockout isn't ending until mid-April. They seem like they want to hurt their bottom line. Well, that sure wouldn't make much sense because, I mean, the owners only care about profit. And if they lose any, then, of course, they'll start to care because it's all about money. But God, I hope you're wrong about mid-April. Please be wrong. <laughs> all right, let's do a few more because we've read a lot. So, uh, let's see who's next here. Let's do my good friend Tina at MountainGal456. And she says, welcome back, Mike. Well, thank you, Tina. My guess would be mid-February. All right, you know, I'm inclined to agree with that. At Forrest underscore Tim is next. I hope I said that last name right, Tim. But nonetheless, Tim says, February at some point. They can't let it impact the regular season, though it might have an impact on spring training. Yeah, it very well might, especially considering pitchers and catchers are going to be reporting in give or take three weeks, as we said. And they are not even close to an agreement, it would seem. So it's kind of tough at that point to avoid at least spring training being a little affected. At Yankee Ken says, it will end in March of 2023. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God. No, thank you. <laughs> at Dutch 1968 says, August. No, just don't even have a season at that point. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. At DB999 says, I'll guess it ends April 1st. Both sides are too stubborn and cocky, screwing over plenty of non-elite free agents. Well, listen, yeah, both sides would have blamed at least a bit, but come on, it's the owners. It's the owners. They put the lockout into effect. They're really the ones in control here. I mean, they're the big boys, and come on, it's the owners. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in any, in any argument, you know, there's one side, the other side, then there's the truth. So, in most arguments... You know, both sides have at least a little bit of blame, but I mean, come on. If I had to say, it's probably 90% the owners. <laughs> Maybe even more. I might be being kind. But regardless, I mean, listen, I'm not about the blame game. I just want my sport back. <laughs> That's all I want. 
At C. Dixon 25 says, April, the regular season will be impacted. God, I hope not. And they should really hope not either, because then their money will be affected, their precious money. No matter how much or little it'll be affected, it'll be affected. Like a lot of people have said here, nobody wins if that happens, and they're right. All right, a couple more. Let's do at SC Swab, and they say first day of spring training. All right, so shorten spring training a little bit, get the season underway. That's possible, I guess. <laughs> All right, last but certainly not least on Twitter is at Patty O underscore Bronx. And Patty says, February 10th of 2022, Major League Baseball will want to make a big splash before Super Bowl weekend. Camps will then be pushed back seven days. Yeah, maybe push back a little bit more than that. I I don't know how they would do it. It's really confusing as to what they would decide to do if it goes into around the time pitchers and catchers report, when spring training is set to start, how much of spring training they want, and teams also have to sign their desired free agents or make any trades they want to, and it's all kind of bunched together. So it's going to be crazy how they manage to do that, I think. But yeah, it could be wanting to do a splash before Super Bowl weekend. I mean, who the hell knows? (laughs) But yeah, the 10th would be pretty good. You know, beginning to mid-February, that'd that'd be pretty solid. I think you could salvage mostly everything at that point. But yeah, that's all for Twitter, guys. And again, there were so many of you who replied. I mean, this one got a lot of interaction, as most of them do. So I just thank all of you who replied. Even the ones who I didn't read here on the show, I read on my own time. It's always great to interact with you guys and just read your comments and then talk about them here on the show. Whether I got to you or not, I appreciate you to no end. You know that. Just keep on replying, though. If I didn't get to you, and eventually, I'll be doing my best every week to get to you. You know that. But let's just read a couple over on Instagram, replies to the same question, and then we'll pack it in for the day and pick it back up next week. Obviously, the same question, that question being, if you had to guess at this time, with only the second meeting between the two sides coming on Monday, when do you think this Major League Baseball lockout will end? First up here on Instagram, we've got official52011 saying March 3rd. Yeah, things would definitely get affected if that were the case, because that's a bit late. You have to push the regular season back a few weeks at that point, I think. So hopefully it's a little sooner than that. Next is my girlfriend, Vic Salimo, and Vic says, I would have to say before March. If this lockout were to continue any longer, it would likely negatively affect the 2022 season and a bit of baseball's popularity, which would not be good for anybody. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think the diehards like myself will obviously stick around, but some of the casuals, I mean, maybe, you know, they just get ticked off the situation, they don't really much care about it, and they just fall out of interest. I mean, yeah, and baseball could afford to build its audience a bit, like I said before. It's constantly talked about, baseball's popularity and everything. You just hear about it all the time. And uh, it just wouldn't be good for anybody if the regular season were affected. We've been over that, and it's definitely the truth. They should really not want to have the regular season affected. Nobody wins if that happens. Nobody. The owners would lose out on profit. The players don't get to play and do their thing. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. Regardless of how popularity would be changed, I mean, still, in itself, nobody wins. And last but certainly not least on Instagram, as usual, and wrapping up the social media segment, we have my mom, Julia Gina Scudero, and my mom says, I hope they know it's time for vacation to end. They don't want to affect the sport, so it's wakey-wakey time, all you money bags. It's Groundhog Day for you all. (laughs) Come out of your holes and get to work. 
You've got fans who can't wait for baseball and for the Yankees to redeem themselves, hopefully. I myself am trying to remain positive about this. Two meetings are better than none, of course, but we need a lot more. On another note, welcome back, Mikey. It's been an incredibly heart-wrenching six weeks for our family, but I'm glad to hear you yapping again. Life must go on, and so does baseball. Thank you for your hard work and dedication to bring us yapping Yankees. You're going to make me cry, Mom. (laughs) Love you so much. (laughs) And I know you're smiling when you're listening to this, but love you so much. That's just love and support like this, whether it be from my mom or anybody else. But the message like this, it just, I love that. (laughs) But yeah, it's been been heart-wrenching. You would know that. You know, we've all stuck through this together very, very well. I spent a lot of the beginning of the show talking about it, and, you know, just day by day, day by day. But life does go on, and baseball should as well. Hopefully it does sooner rather than later. And, yeah, listen, I've given my all to this show. God knows that. (laughs) And fortunately, I have a lot of people to be appreciative and enjoy the content as a result of me doing that. Makes it all worth it. But yeah, listen, certainly is time for vacation to end, time to get to work. And two meetings may be better than none, but two meetings is still pathetic. (laughs) We definitely need more, being almost two damn months into this crap already as it is. So, yeah, hopefully they get it done, because we want baseball back. We want our sport back. My mom says that, I say that, every other baseball fan says that, and you know what else I have to say? Is that that is all for yapping Yankees today, guys. (laughs) Thank you for all of your interactions on the social media segment. Again, thank you for sticking with me. I know a lot of the show is just talking about me and catching you guys up. And minimally about the Yankees. I know that did talk about them a little bit, but it's the first show back. It's due to be a bit different from the rest. First show back in a while. And we're going to dive right back into it and get back to business next week and do our usual fun stuff. Even though I still hope you had a lot of fun with today's episode, my friends. Even though a good chunk of it was very serious and... Maybe even a bit sad, but that's part of the balance of life now, isn't it? So, but again, that is all for episode 125 of Yapping Yankees today, my friends. And hopefully those of us who predicted a sooner end to this lockout will be the ones to be correct for all of our sakes. (laughs) Remember once again to follow me on all social medias, guys. Facebook fan page, Mike Scudero NY. Twitter is at Mike Scudero. And Instagram is MikeScuds97. And also, be sure to subscribe to Yapping Yankees on all four of the platforms it's available on. Once again, that's YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Be sure to leave a like below on the video if you're listening on YouTube. And leave a review on all the others. Show your love like you usually do. And if you have the time, listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes that you might have missed. I mean, in this hiatus that I just took of a month plus, in theory, you've already had all the time in the world to do so. But in case you haven't, episodes 34 up to episode 125 today are available on YouTube. And all Yapping Yankees episodes, including today's, are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, thank you, 3000, for listening to me yap today, my friends. I am Mike Scudero, and I will talk to you next Sunday, January 30th, when I come at you with episode 126 of Yapping Yankees. But until then, guys, 
Hang in there. Be patient. Please stay safe. Look out for your loved ones. And like I've been trying to do lately, guys, because it is part of life, just take everything one step at a time, guys. One step at a time, one day at a time. Enjoy your week, my friends. It sure as hell is good to be back. Take care.